We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. We live in. I don't know what's on your hat, Jordan. Maybe we'll find out during the show. We don't know what we're going to discover, but one thing I can guarantee we got golf takes because the PGA strategy show here at Stochastic is upon us. It's the swing season. There's football going on, basketball starts soon enough, but you know what? Let's not overlook. There is money to be made in the DFS lobbies for Sanderson Farms, and that's why we're here. I'm Ben Reza. I am joined, of course. By Eric Lindquist taking a break from crushing the MLB streets to talk about golf. He's got clubs in the background, so you know it's legit. Well, Sanderson Farms action. How you feeling, fella? Feeling good. Uh, good. I like Country Club of Jackson. It's a good spot. Um, I, I've always kind of enjoyed this tournament. Mackenzie Hughes was somebody that I was on last season for it, so I'm kind of excited to be back uh, here and coming off of a good MLB day, everything's right. everything's starting to go well. I wish I was hitting the ball well myself. I went to the range yesterday, mm. starting to get a little bit tilted, starting to get a little bit tilted. Why I can't hit my I've always been a great iron player. And now that's been the weakest part of my game. I just fixed my putting and now it's something else. It's it just so I'm like Steven Yeager to a certain extent, but now he's well. put it together. So maybe I can, too. There's hope. There's hope for all those type of golfers. Uh, yeah, I haven't picked up a golf club since before the pandemic, so I might be rusty <laughs> myself. But in due time, I do. We're going to talk about some things. We're going to do a little different on the show today. We're going to mix and match. We're going to talk about our favorite plays in each range. Of course, we'll give some hot takes. Uh, I see you guys out there. I see all the rider dies are with us as always. Whether you're watching live, whether you're watching on repeat, hit the like button, subscribe to this very channel at Stochastic. But I, before we get in. To Sanderson Farms, I, I have to ask you because I know you're you're a big golf fan. The Ryder Cup was mm. not great for the Americans. A uh, lot of drama, not a lot of great play. Do you have any thoughts on what we saw in Rome? Yeah, I know that there was a competitor site, but it's always fun to see like a big name in the DFS space take down the big event and do a really good job of building out lineups. I was going through, um, looking at, at some of the results from that. Just stacking up Europe was such a sharp thing. And I don't know if it's just because everybody's American that was playing here, but it felt like it felt like a suboptimal build. I, I feel like if I could go back and, and reverse engineer that tournament, I would have just been heavy Europe, especially as the money flooded in on them. They seemed far more cohesive. It was one of those things where after one match, like after like the first hole, the Hovland chip in from the green, I was just like, oh, this is going to be a European onslaught. And that's pretty much how it played out. Shout out my guy, Max Homa, uh, my best friend's really good friend. Uh, that's like one person removed, I suppose. But uh, Max Homa is one of the best dudes you could ever imagine coming out of Valencia Country Club up north uh, from me. And 
just so excited to see him play some baller baller golf for the weekend, but no other American really coming for the ride. No. Yeah. He did his part. Certainly the captain's picks did not show up. Their record was absolutely horrendous. And on the other side, you've got now kind of a three headed monster, and that is going to be a problem with Rory and Rom and Hovland. Uh, we, we're not going to talk about many of those guys. One of them uh, did make the trek from Rome and we will mention him of course, but It'll be interesting to see what happens at Beth Page. You know, the the Euros are pretty confident as they should be, but that's <laughs> it's a whole different. I'm nervous about that. Are you a little bit nervous about it? I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I mean, it they better get it together. Oh for... no, it, it, I'm nervous like for what's going to be said and done at Beth Page Black. Well, it's going to be rowdy. Yeah, I mean, Beth Page. Well, you know, that's kind of in my not my backyard, but. It's if I had a really big backyard, it would be in my backyard. So we'll see. I mean, that's that's I just quite feel like New York away. sports fans are going to push the envelope to a place yeah, where it's going to be just miss it. Miss it. It's going to be literally the putting green from Caddyshack. It's not impossible. But again, it's we'll mark our calendars. We'll put it on the back burner. Let's let's talk some golf. Let's get into this uh, Jackson Country Club. You already mentioned it. We see this every year. We got some fast screams. We're in. Mississippi, of course. What do you think of when you think, okay, if I ha- if I could construct a golfer to tackle Sanderson Farms, what do you look for in potential plays? I would like people who make birdies. That birdies. would be a lot of fun. Uh, not that that should surprise anybody. I do think that it's it's a, a tighter golf course than than most. It's definitely going to be something where you want to be in the fairway. Um, you know, it's it's kind of that moderate length. Bermuda grass. So a lot of that stuff, but you might've also alluded to it there with the greens. They are firm and fast. It's, it's kind of a combination of the two and it kind of brings putting into play in a way where yeah, I kind of value it a little bit more on a week like this ever so slightly, but um, for something that is a high variance activity, such as putting uh, I don't know how many like deep flyers I want to take on the Akshay Bhatia's and the Doug Gims of the world here this week. Uh, knowing just how difficult these surfaces can be. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. You know, again, there's so many unknowns in swing season of what has this guy been doing, quality of field, uh, and things like that. I think you kind of just have to rely on, you know, what we think. I think Mac, I, I always call it like macro building, which is just, I think this guy is really good. And I don't know if he'll be good this week, but I'm just going to target him because he's under own, leaning on our tools. Here at Stochastic, I think can go a long way, but I don't think that this course is gimmicky at all. I mean, you've got a tackable par fives. You got to roll it, as you mentioned. It's early in the week. I haven't seen anything with weather. I'm playing this pretty straight up. Yep, looks like I'm going to be playing it pretty straight up. I'll double check weather again tonight, but um, doesn't look like there's going to be any kind of a distinct weather advantage to the draws. And uh, I kind of like that on a week like this in the swing season. Um, I guess people might not be paying as much attention. So if something does show up or if you have a question about something, hit me up over on X at Eric Lindquist or hit up uh, my guy Ben over there at Jazz DFS, and we'll be happy to let you know if it's something that's going to impact our lineups. But looks pretty benign and looks like we're going to be getting getting a straight-up golf tournament, which is always fun. Yeah, one less variable to worry about. Uh, That sounds beautiful to me. All right. Anything else before we dive into the top tier again? We're going to try something today. And you let us know in the comments what you think. But I, I actually think this is going to be a cooler way to do it. We're going to break up the ranges and we're going to give our favorite plays in each range. Are you ready to look at the top tier? 
I am. And uh, just right. alluding to what Stephen Lebo had said from the get-go, another sticker shock week. Yes. that That's all the swing season is outside of the CJ Cup. I mean, it is it is all sticker shock. So buckle up. It's ugly. All right. I'm going to run through the range, and then I'm going to kind of give parameters to what we're doing. So the lone Ryder Cup uh, contestant we've got. Now I, I, I'm i so nervous because I – what is this guy's name? Ludwig Eiberg. So I've been, yeah, did you, because the Ryder Cup, they're like, I'm I'm a big, you know, oh, Aberg, and they're just like, oh, it's like O'Hara, and it's like, wait, what? What are we doing here? They they changed the pronunciation of my man's name from Sweden. Very confusing. I'm still going to kind of call him Aber, but uh, yeah. You, so saw our, the, you saw the segment where the European team didn't even know how to say it correctly, Nobody right? knows. It's a true yeah. mystery. Um, first, A-chan, now this. Times are tough. Yeah, exactly. Lofty knows he's he's right ahead of ahead of the curve there. So we've got Aberg, we've got Jaeger, we've got Cole, Grio, Hilla Keith Mitchell, Lucas A. Bear. Uh, who we got here? I almost said Siwoo Kim. That is That's not okay. Siwoo Kim. S.H. Nope. Kim. S.H. Bo Hostler, yep. Doug Gim, and Svensson. That is the nine to straight 10,900 options. There's a lot of plays in there. What we're going to do today. We're going to give you three, our top three, and then we're going to give you a fade. I think that's kind of a better way to do it than talking about how everybody's in play and things like that. If you want the full breakdowns, not that we're happy to discuss anyone, but that's where the tools come in, the leverage, the ownership, things like that. But I'm going to get it started. You, or, or you want to go first. You let me know. Uh, I'll let you go first. I'll let okay. you kick it off. Excellent. This is your idea. You you show me the way. Okay, I'm going to show you. I'll show you the way right way right into the poorhouse because <laughs> my first guy, of course, is Grio. Emiliano oh Grio. He's 10,100. So when I look at him, okay, he checks a bunch of boxes. One, we saw you him. You like playing him. One, I like playing him. Two, he's Argentinian. That's really it. Uh, if there was a third, no. He's been great to close the season. He had made five straight cuts. Uh, including a top 10 at the Open Championship. He made it to the Tour Championship, which for him is very impressive. We did not see him at Fortnite. So this is the first competitive round in, in you know over a month. But when I look at Griot, I think that he has the ability to kind of deal with a course like this. You've mentioned you got to make birdies. Mm-hmm. His putter was not a liability. You could argue it was an asset during his really good run in 2023. He has played this event four times. He's four for four and made cuts top five in 2022. I think for, if you're looking for a 10 K plus option, if I could only have one, I would take Grio this week. I would be taking Eric Cole, uh, then Steven Yeager. Then it would be Grio and uh, our fellow Ryder cup guy. Again, it's not a narrative where I'm sitting here saying, I think that he's going to be tired or that he was out partying all night on Sunday or any, any stupid thing like that. I mean, he's a professional golfer who gets to travel a little bit better than most. He's a prodigy and I like him, but he's $500 more than we've got for Jaeger. For me, Eric Cole, he's the guy who leads okay. this uh, tournament in terms of DraftKings scoring over his last 50 golf tournaments, last 25 golf tournaments. We saw some decent form from him at the Fortinet. If he had a putter that week, he could have been in the winner's circle. And that's generally his strength, which is uh, he gains four, five, six shots and it pretty frequently uh, in terms of the flat sticks. So third in strokes game putting amongst this field over his last 50 rounds. So I'm I'm looking at Eric Cole as kind of the target at 10-3. I do think from a betting perspective, 
it's very interesting how how you want to construct your card because Steven Yeager, a year ago, I tried to make this guy a thing. He hated us. Yep. He hated us during the fall spring. We, I said he would be the flag plant guy. And now look at him. He's the second highest uh, priced player in this field. That's a little bit frustrating. And the putter has been the weak part, even though he wasn't around the green specialist coming off the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, it's frustrating for me to try to fit anything that's going to have two of these players up at 10K because it does yep. fall off a cliff, I think, sub 8K. But in order, I would be going Cole 1, Jaeger 2, Grio 3. And uh, yeah, it'd probably be uh, Ludwig coming in last purely because, you know, how how motivated is he going to be? And also, he's just $500 more, less less so the uh, the narrative street. So we got Eric Cole on the board. We got Grio on the board. I'm going to give you my second guy here again. We're going just from nine nine k upward. I'm going to go with Bo Hostler. Love it. I I bet Bo Hostler. He's ninety two hundred dollars. When I look at him, you know, again, I I think it might be a little thin to start lineups with him. I'm not saying you can't do it, but you're you're omitting the top seven. Uh, that's probably to the more aggressive range to think that none of them are going to factor in. But we know that Bo Hustler's on the short list of a million guys that have been close. He's got multiple runners up on the PGA Tour. He has been very, very, very close. He played at Fortnite. He was uneventfully 30th. The short game is good. He can get crazy hot on the greens. His irons are, are something that need to, if he's ever going to win, he's obviously going to have mm -hmm. to improve there. But he's shown, you know, he's played Sanders Farms a little bit. Uh, he just couldn't find the putter in his last event here. That was quite a while ago. So I'm not worried about any of that. I just think if Bo Hostler is ever going to win, it's this type of event, a birdie fest, a weak field, pretty generous off the tee. I like this spot at 9,200. I, I love the shout out for him. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased because I've played against him in Southern California. <laughs> really think he's a, a good kid. Like he's a really good kid back in before he went to UT, then at UT. Um, always gracious with time, played in a lot of the same SCG events as me. Never really like chatted with him a ton. Like we played a couple times together, but um, just a good kid overall with a lot of talent, just a crazy amount of talent. Play. I do think it's surprising. Again, I, I think the around the green game for me is the most impressive part of what he does. And it's been a little spotty here of late, but there are potential. Well, Wells Fargo, he gained 5.1 around the green, 1.7. I mean, we're talking... He is so much better around the green than than most people in this field, it would appear. And uh, I like seeing decent enough stuff from the Fortinet. Again, he was bad off the tee, and that's something that's his calling card. So in the same way that Eric Cole was flat with a putter, and that was abnormal, him losing shots off the tee is a pretty uh, pretty big abnormality as well. So I think Bo Hostler is a great shout-out. He's actually my second favorite player above 9K as well. Oh, beautiful. So we got double Bo Hostler. Yeah, I like but that. not not Grio. Not okay. Grio. That's fine for me. You got Bo Hostler in there as well. Uh, we got one more each, and then we're going to give a fade. My, th my third pick oh, is no. another just can't quit him. And if he ever wins, uh, and I don't have him, I'll be very disappointed because the Grim the Gim Reaper, we got to oh, go no. with Doug Gim. Nope, nope. fade. Nope. Uh-oh. Well, nope. 17th at Fortnite. <laughs> Gained with the putter. So last time out, he was almost plus three with the putter. Before that, he was at Wyndham. He lost nine and a half strokes putting. So when I look at Doug Gim and I look at what he can do, I know that the talent is there. The consistency has not been there, but he's starting to round into form in terms of made cut equity. He's made nine of 10 cuts. The top 20s are there or the top 10s there. Not really. That's what he really needs to, to be better at. When I look at his career, 
He's got two top tens on the tour. I actually thought he would have more. And that, that's really what I'm hoping to see him take that step. So I look at Doug Gim. I think he's going to be my third favorite play of the top tier this week. Have you looked at his Bermuda putting splits? So he can't putt. It's not good. He, and he specifically has- can't putt on, on Bermuda. Bermuda. That's, that's true. the biggest problem that I have with him. It's it is truly a specific surface that he struggles with in such a drastic way. He lost 9.2 at the Wyndham. He yep. was flat at the Wells Fargo his last time out before that, um, but lost one point. Actually, no, it was the AT&T Byron Nelson uh, in terms of uh, in terms of the split. So lost one and a half there as well. Uh, this is not his preferred surface in any way, shape or form uh, amongst this field. 127th in strokes gained putting on Bermuda surface specifically. So it's even worse on Bermuda for me. I do think if the ownership remains where it is at 7.9% and he's kind of the guy who's the lowest owned out of the entire range, you could probably blindly back him for that. So I will say that I'm not going to say like fade for that, but in terms of me projecting out the field and where I would rank him, I would rank him dead last amongst everybody in the 9K range. So maybe the ownership is pretty accurate. Fair enough. I get that. If you had one more to round out the top tier and then we'll move to the mid range, uh, who would your third bronze medalist be here? Uh, It'd be at the flat nine K Adam Svensson. It's partially priced, but 15th at the BMW championship didn't play himself into the, into the finals, but uh, decent enough stuff at the FedEx St. Jude last time on Bermuda, seventh at the Wyndham. We've seen just pretty decent enough form from him here, and now you get into one of these weaker field events. One thing that happens a lot is we'll look at players where it's like, oh, look what they did in this weak field, but then there's players who might not necessarily be in all of those weak field events because they're just better. Now he's third in strokes gained ball striking, fourth strokes gained approach, Needs to get going with the putter a little bit, but still eighth in terms of DK scoring amongst this field and uh, not really pulling a ton of ownership despite some really good ball striking over the course of his last two, three months. Now, he's had a long time off. I have no idea what to expect here, but it would seem that it is current ownership, 14-6, and what else he allows me. Uh, going cold, going Svensson seems to be my, my uh, preferred starting build. There we got it. Three up, three down for each of us there. You mentioned Gim might be towards the bottom of your list. If I was going to give just a quick fade, it's not that I hate. Again, these are all playable guys. I think that SH Kim coming off a runner up at Fortnite might be a little inflated price wise. Uh, And that would be my concern. All right, we're going to move to the 8K range next and do the same process over. But I got to mention, I know we're talking PGA, but I have a feeling, just a funny feeling that a lot of you out there like, a little NFL football. Uh, and you also like getting opportunities to get pools and deposit match bonuses and things like that. And owner's box has all of that for you. If you haven't been over there again, exciting new format. I'll talk about super flex in a second, but they are providing you another outlet to get DFS NFL exposure. And we are partnered with them to help give you the tools to do just that. So if you sign up with the link below or the link that Jordan just threw in chat, Not only are you going to get their deposit match up to $500 on your first deposit, you're going to get a free week of our NFL Sims Max package. We're talking about a big time opportunity there, one where you're going to see all those tools and they are supported for owner's box. It's not like, oh, these are tools for other sites. No, we've got you covered straight for owner's box. And this is a, a site right now, a lot of money up for grabs, a lot of overlay. So if you were interested in that, Sign up, throw in 10 bucks and get that free week of our NFL Sims Max 
as well as your deposit bonus. And then you get access to a site that has super flex, that has a lot of opportunities. So check out Owner's Box today uh, and we'll see you over there. Hopefully make some money. Now, next range for us is that 8K range. Uh, we've got guys like Alex Smalley, Hubbard, Tom Hoagie, Sam Ryder, Lee Hodges, Higos there, Luke List, guys of that nature. Do you want to kick off this range or do you want me to go first again? I'll let you kick it off again. Again, I, okay. I feel like we're getting in a rhythm. Getting yeah, in we're a getting rhythm. in a rhythm. We definitely are. Um, I'm going to kick it off with a guy. Again, he's right at the top of this range. But Alex Smalley has just really impressed me uh, for quite a while now. I just like the way he plays. He started to find it, I thought, late last year. And then it fell off completely. I don't know if he ran out of gas. He just didn't really have it late. He missed the cut at the Wyndham, 65th at St. Jude. And he was terrible. But before that, runner-up at John Deere, top 10 at Travelers. The Irons had been absolutely fantastic. He had gained in almost 15 straight events in 2023 with the approach numbers. I love that setup for him. I think the, the price is more than fair. He's got experience at Sanderson Farms. Nothing great, uh, you know, course history-wise. But when I look at Alex Smalley and I just kind of look at the way that he's able to deal with a lot of different types of courses, weak fields, 8,900. I'm on board with that. I don't completely hate it. I do think he's pulling quite a bit of ownership at the, at yeah, the moment, 18 and a half percent. I think that that's just something to be conscious of. If you're going to go up top and, and follow Ben with Doug Gim, you can play him and not really have to think twice about it. For me, if I'm going to be playing Eric Cole at 17%, if I'm going to be playing you know, uh, Adam Svensson at 14.6%, it's going to be really hard to make those kind of builds work. So you'd have to prioritize maybe something else. Um, that's just kind of, for me, going to be why, why Smalley falls a little bit further down my list. And I'm landing on a lot of Davis Thompson at 8,200, the Georgia Bulldog, obviously familiarity here with, with this surface coming off 21st and then 30th there at the Fortnite shot 74 on Sunday. One of my favorite things in PGA DFS that, uh, I think goes a little bit overlooked. If you've played three really good rounds and you kind of get bit by a final round, whether it's the pressure, whether it's anything else. It seems as though they don't get the recency biases, the guys who go out and play one spectacular Sunday round and leave people with that impression. And so Davis Thompson at 8,200, I'm not going to call him a buy low candidate. He's 12 and a half percent owned. He's not completely under the radar by any means, but uh, I just think that that's, that's a pretty low number there for 8,200 makes it work with those one guy in the 10 K one guy in the nine K range, one guy in the eight K range. Seems like I'm kind of falling to the bottom of both of these ranges for my priority targets. Yeah. And that's a guy you mentioned and you alluded to there. He can get crazy hot. He can score. He's proven that. The American uh, Express last year was a joke. That was yeah, insane. It, it's just, you know, again, he he's done that and, We've seen during swing season, one of his best finishes uh, actually was last year at Fortinet, same time of the year. So I, I absolutely get that. No, no problem with a guy like Davis Thompson. I'm going <laughs> to good old Sam Ryder is on oh, the list. God. for me. There we are. Who, this guy is a, a he's an enigma. I don't really know what to make of his game. He comes out of nowhere, but he's also someone I, I actually think when when he's playing well, you kind of just. Go for it. And when he's not, he's back. You know, he had a stretch. He missed six out of seven cuts. Then randomly, 7th, 38th, 31st, 14th to close the year. And one of those was, again, during swing season at Fortnite. I look at Sam Ryder's game, and it's all there. It's just a consistency thing. He has gained over five strokes on the approach in four straight events. That's that's ridiculous. That is like, I'm not sure anyone else will do that all year. That is 
wildly unsustainable. I'll be the first to say it. But clearly he's found something with his irons. If he continues to do that, we're asking him to, to sync up a putter and he's going to pay off that salary tag. So give me Sam Ryder as my second choice. Yeah, for a golf course, again, it's a little bit tighter, but I, I think that that actually deprioritizes strokes gain off the tee for me a little yes. bit. Um, if you look at previous iterations of this golf tournament, there are multiple times you've seen guys lose strokes off the tee. But if you do what Mackenzie Hughes did last year, he lost 0.6 off the tee, gained 5.3 with the approach, 4.5 around the green, 3.7 with the flat stick. It can play, you know, a little bit more like 200 and in. If you can be dominant inside of, you know, 175, inside of 150 here and just kind of get your ball in the hole, there's an opportunity there. And so I don't completely hate the idea of somebody who's been playing and seems to be playing pretty well, who has a much weaker off the tee game than other guys. I think he actually pairs decently with like a Tom Hoagie as I'm talking about it. If you're looking for a balanced build where you're getting away from the 10Ks, you play either one guy in the 9K range or such. I think a Tom Hoagie where it's just, dominant type irons if the golf course is not being demanding in terms of this rough length i think there's a chance for both tom or sam Ryder and tom hoagie to kind of be combined with either an alex smalley um you know who, who you talked about there a second ago as well just dominant iron players so uh, just something else to kind of be thinking about and that's why mark hubbard is number two for me uh in the ak okay. range he is first in strokes gained approach here amongst this field uh, over his last 50 rounds and also eighth in DK scoring everything you kind of said there too. He can get crazy hot with a putter from time to time too. He's only lost twice in his last 10 events with the flat stick. That's decent enough kind of form for me. You look at his Wyndham, uh, not very good stuff there lost with the putter there. And at the FedEx St. Jude, maybe it is a little bit of a surface deal, but because of how good these irons are, he can gain seven, eight kind of shots with his irons from time to time. And, I think on this golf course, that is something that I am willing to back. Yeah, I have no issues there. That that was a guy that I looked to uh, as well. He's got experience, knows what he's doing. He's peppered the top 10 board. Price is right. Uh, no, no issues whatsoever. I'm going to go kind of a wild card with my last pick in the 8K range. I think, again, large field tournaments for sure. I still don't know what Garrett Kigo is about. Uh, he's 8,100 and he's just a wild man. I think he probably has one of the highest miscut equity of the range, but I also think that if he gets it right, he can do it. And we saw last year at Sanderson farms, he torched this course. He came in third and he gained over three strokes off the tee on the approach and with the putter just really sinks it up. Now we didn't, when he doesn't have it, he doesn't have it. Uh, but to me, you're trying to beat 10, 20,000 people, having a little Higo exposure is worth it. Uh, even if ultimately, you know, the, the, the risk is there. Yeah. I can't quit Higo. I'm going to have some, Higo Come on for now. sure. And Luke Live list probably Luke list next to him too. It's amazing how these guys kind of seem to, to pair up nicely. Another off the tee kind of guy said it at the beginning of last year where Garrick Higo made some really drastic improvements to that off the tee game after being downright miserable in 2022 uh, pretty much with that, with the around the green game. If we're going to see this putter continue five straight uh, events here with with strokes gain putting, I, I kind of like the Higo shout out. I am worried that people end up uh, clicking on him a lot. And that's where maybe mm -hmm. I land on a little bit more Luke list um, okay. because I do think we've got him at 11.6% Higo at 12.9%. I would be shocked if, uh, if Luke list 
was above 10%, even in this event. I'm not sure. Do you get that impression? Because I feel like people don't want to play him anymore. Yeah, I think he... It is hard where swing season, you don't have as much recent form. And it's like, oh, it's Luke List. But I, I think that might be a little aggressive. Again, we'll see as the data rolls in. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Okay. Just just as I'm feeling it out, it... it it's such a weird thing to to say that like, oh, I, I get that impression. But, mm-hmm. you know, in single entry and three max, I would be very surprised if you saw a double digit ownership there on Luke List. And I would not be surprised at all if Garrett Kago had it. It just yeah. feels like that's the the more comfortable click. You look at their previous results over their last five or six of what shows up in the box score. I think I might be inclined to, to take more shots on Luke List if I'm building out a larger portfolio of lineups. But uh, as I said before, I, Garrett Kago is one of my guys that I I've kind of been playing repeatedly. And now the field seems to be not catching up by any means, but also recognizing that amongst the players in this range, he might be better than everybody. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions. And yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I hear you. No doubt about it. If I was going to give a fade for the 8K range, uh, it's not a range that I, I, I really hate. I think that Ben Griffin's a little lost for me. Just don't know exactly what to do with him. He's, he makes some cuts, but the guy really hasn't exploded for big placement points at all. I mean, he's got zero inside the top 20 since March. Uh, and that concerns me a little bit. I could, I could live without him in my pool. Let's keep it going though. Cause we're going to oh, do, I, did, do I get to give my fade? Oh, please. I, I mean, I, I, I wrote it out here again. You have the, yeah. the Alex Smalley as number one. He was actually listed as the guy that I was going to fade. Okay. A lot of it had to do with the 65th cut cut that I had seen uh, recently there. Bad. I have no idea what to make of it after two months off, but sometimes that can be a good thing. So he's less of like, oh, I think you need to aggressively fade the guy that Ben's recognizing as number one. But it's more of like, for me saying that I can't really get to 8,900 if I'm going to be playing a 10K, 9K guy. And that's where I'm landing on Davis Thompson at 8,200. I have to keep price in mind too when trying to rank it out. So I think he's a great low, like if he were lower owned, I think I would probably be getting there. But considering he seems to be the most popular of the range, I'm probably going to be going to the bottom ends of the eight. All right. Uh, no, fair enough. That's why I like to do this. Uh, Jordan, is it cool if we do three more mid-range for the 7K before we go salary savers? Is that good? All right, let's do the 7K range because that's next up. A lot of options. A lot of options from Batia to Norin to Wu to Streelman to Sig. We've got a... This is where you have dozens of options in this range. And I'm going to get it started with Alex Norin, obviously. Uh <laughs> Bet him at 70 to one. 
three of four made cuts. Wasn't good at Fortnite, but it was one event. He didn't have it with the putter, lost three and a half strokes. I do think he's profiles for this type of event. His his Bermuda splits aren't the best, but I will say this. Easier courses have really become a, a niche for him. He's thriving at these birdie fests, which was super atypical when I thought of him in Europe. But I look at Alex Noren and I, I look at that price tag uh, of 7,800 in this field. I'm okay with him leading off my 7K range. I don't hate that one. He is number three for me on my okay. list. So I will, I won't even have to talk about him too much. I think he makes sense from the around the green putter perspective. He was yeah. known as one of the best putters in the world coming off of the European tour back in the day. Don't know the DP world tour, but uh, Alexander Noren, definitely somebody that I'm going to have some shares of as well. He's currently in my big build that I have. Uh, so excited to be firing him in single entry. Um, <laughs> I I think I, well, I'm part of it is that I'm going to have to go to him or I'm going to be stacking up a lot of guys in this mid sevens. And one of them is Brandon Wu. I understand he might end up being pretty popular. Dylan Wu as well, sitting there in that range with him too. But Brandon Wu, I still have good juju going with him coming off of, uh, not Corrales, but the Mexico Open it was. Uh, that was just an absolute smash for me uh, earlier this season, getting a third out of him in a weak field event now past Palum. A little bit different than what you're looking at here with Bermuda. But he's one of those guys, when he puts it together, you're getting all of that upside. He had a T10, or sorry, T9 at the RBC Canadian, along with the Mexico Open earlier this season. We haven't seen him since the FedEx St. Jude as well. Uh, been a hot second, but I think talent-wise, he's just somebody that I've been betting on in these weaker field events for years, and I don't see that slowing down now. Yeah, I just really talented player. And that that's the type of chalk that, depending on your build, I'm going to look to embrace. Now, would I want to pair him and Smalley and a couple of these other guys? Nope. Probably not. Uh, Nicholas Lindheim pulling infinity ownership. Well, that that's I think that's just me uh, and my my bot farm because I'm the biggest <laughs> Nicholas Lindheim fan in the world. I love just that bet guy. him. Yeah, I, that's fair. You could just bet him. I may look to add him onto the card again. If you're if you are looking for golf betting. Odd Chopper Golf. We have a separate channel just for PGA Golf. Just search Odd Chopper Golf on YouTube. And you will see all that. Certainly, uh, you're going to want to be over there, particularly when January rolls around. But let's keep it going. I, I can't quit Grayson Sig. I just can't. Okay. I just look at him and, yeah, is he going to blow you away with these crazy finishes? No, not really. He's made six of seven cuts. Three top 25 or better. He's gained six of seven with the irons. He just does this thing. And not every guy on a six-man roster has to be the guy. And Grayson Sig, to me, is just kind of a glue guy. He he gets it done. He doesn't destroy your lineups. At 7,500 in this field, to me, it looks like another made cut and another fringe top 20 for this guy. I don't hate that at all. Uh, didn't go in my top three, but I completely <laughs> understand the, yeah. the reasoning. Go ahead. No, he's. I was going to say, there's 30, 40 options here. So not making the top yeah. three doesn't mean that you necessarily don't like the play. Again, it just seems like I'm getting to the bottom of these ranges more so than anything. And uh, mid, mid-range mid target there, I'm, I'm happy firing him up as well. Somebody threw it in the chat. That's kind of surprising to me. But Sam Bennett, yeah, I don't know what he really pairs with skill set wise because... He's been so good off the tee. He absolutely bombs it. The Texas A&M kid, we all saw him at the Masters, fell apart there at the very end. Kind of getting his feet wet, but it seems like he carries a ton of upside at low ownership. Considering a 38th, 29th, 20th at the RBC Canadian, 
the irons really have to come along for the ride. But around the green and putting, nice to see him at least at the Wyndham last time out, uh, be able to couple those together. He did that at the Rocket Mortgage as well. Seems like he's a decent putter off the tee combo. Maybe he pairs with like a Luke List if I'm going to be building out those type of teams. But uh, the irons have definitely been weak. Definitely not been what you want to be seeing uh, from the young Texas A&M stud. But uh, looking forward to trying to make him a thing here. Maybe he becomes... A little bit of a swing season guy here for me. Uh, it, we haven't seen enough of him. I think the sample size as it grows, maybe we'll we'll see some improvement here with the irons. But uh, I'm I'm talking myself into him being my number two in this range purely because I need to find somebody at the bottom of this range to build out. You know, some of those more uh, steady lineups, if you will. Yeah, I, I I don't mind betting on talent. I really don't uh, because the guy we could look back and he could be. You know, you talked about this a little with Preston Summerhays, who mm -hmm. it's just like, we don't know. He might be just spectacular, and you're never going to see these price points. If Sam Bennett goes out and, and rolls the top five here, 7,200 Sam Bennett's gone permanently. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's just not going to happen until we get to elite field. So I don't Two mind. Two to one on a made cut there. Two to one on a made cut was fun. Yeah. It, again, there's a lot of ways to get exposure to those type of talents, and I, I think he's definitely a tournament play. For my final guy... I mean, what can I say? Uh, <laughs> the guy the guy was 30th at Fortnite, but he gained 9.4 strokes with the ball striking. Oh, my. But it's EVR, and that Oh, is yeah. I'm dangerous. there with it. He's Eric, my number three. Eric Van Ruin, uh, the Minnesota Golden Gopher himself. Mm -hmm. He had missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of ten cuts before Fortnite. I am going to bank that that was a hard reset. He comes in 30th. The ball striking looked great. I know I know it's frustrating. I believe me, I'm frustrated by him. This is a prolific player from Europe. When he played in European tour, I mean he's South African, but when he played in Europe, this guy could handle himself and he has the skills. It has not translated great lately on the tour. He's going to get it together. Swing season's the opportunity. I'm putting EVR in the pool this week. How long ago was it that he had uh, he had that win um, in Reno? How long Bar ago was the that? The Barracuda or whatever it was Barracuda, called? Barracuda, yeah. I think that was, I want to say two years ago, but I'll tell you right now. I it don't know why it's not listed in my spreadsheet. Yeah, okay, 2021. it was 2021. It, it feels like it's been a, a hot second, but I it always has. think weaker field event. He had a pulse for the first time in forever here at the Fortinet, and I'm kind of with you here. I think that we're going to see... If we're going to flip the ball striking here, eventually the putter is going to flip. Eventually the around the green game isn't going to be the worst thing you've ever seen in the history of your life. I think you want to be early with guys like that. If you're starting to see the signs of somebody flipping, like if you're starting to see them get back to that 2021 type form, he could go out and win you a golf tournament there at 7,400. I don't think there's like any win equity here. I do think Hayden Buckley ends up being very popular for almost no reason. So I'd much rather just go to EVR here and, and just kind of take that shot. 5.7% Hayden Buckley pulling crazy ownership in our projections. So uh, for a hundred dollars more, that, that is definitely a, a pivot that I'm on board with. I had him as listed as my number three. I was going between him and Matthew Neesmith is kind of my last yeah. guy in. I guess I'll give the case for Neesmith now, just because, you know, you, you have that one coming off of the 30th at the AT&T Byron Nelson. We haven't really seen a whole heck of a lot from him, but he had a back injury. And if he's going to be healthy, he's a lot better 
than 7K. There are some of these weaker field events that you go back to last season and you just do the historical pricing game. He was 8,900 at the Houston Open last uh, November. He was 9K at the RSM. That's wild to me that we're able to get him at 7K. So it is, it's really more of a historical pricing thing for me where that's an incorrect price tag if he's healthy again. I don't know how to necessarily say that you know he's for sure there and he does have some kind of withdrawal risk because we saw it at the Valspar, but just be on high alert. Uh, Matthew Neesmith, just wake up a little bit early if you're going to put him in one of your main builds. But I think 7K for him is a little bit wild. Yeah, I have no, no issues with that. Neesmith has shown got some skills that can translate definitely some you know there is some risk but a lot of these guys are going to carry risk do you have a a a fade that you want to tell the people before we move to the salary savers i mean what are we doing here public with with hayden buckley what are we doing i hear you what are we doing buckley in life too i just not at 26.7 percent. you don't nope Nope. I would much rather click on Nicholas Lindheim between the two because his skill set fits this golf course exponentially better. I'm going to be betting Nicholas Lindheim. I'm not going to probably be playing a ton of him. Or if I do play, you know, any, you know, 15-ish, 20-ish percent of Nicholas Lindheim in a 20 max setting. And like if I play him in some single entry type stuff, sweet. Sounds great. But I can't imagine that I'm going to be getting to the field on that. But I am 100% on the full fade Hayden Buckley train for this one. I'm going to agree. I, I may get a couple of shares. No chance I get over 27% Hayden Buckley. That's just Unreal. too much. I, uh, I, I would be shocked if that ended up being the case. But even if it were 20%, yeah, that's still... I just, I, I think there's just, it's it's not a target rich environment. It's like a, I can click on Callum Terran at 8.4%. I can click on EVR, who you made the case for, 7,400. I could even click, if I'm looking for somebody who's going to fit more of like the bomber mold, I would be inclined to click on a camera champ where maybe somehow putting doesn't matter or something of that nature. I, I just can't possibly play Hayden Buckley with his not necessarily current form, but with any form whatsoever at this kind of ownership. I hear you. I hear you. This is a fascinating range. All right. We got one more range for you. Then we're going to build some lineups, give some hot takes and get on out of here again. If you always have questions, any questions at Eric Lindquist at Jazz DFS. But I also want to make sure. You are aware. I'm going to rattle off six states. Mm -hmm. If you are in one of these states, you have you have done it. You have won the the lotto of the week. And those states are the following. Colorado is one. New Jersey, Iowa, Virginia, Ohio, and now Kentucky. Welcome to the Bet365 Club. And what is this club? It is exclusive membership because that means Bet365 is in your state. And what does that mean? It means that right now, if you don't play there, you can sign up, bet a dollar, one dollar, and you're going to get $365 in bonus bets. I mean, what am I, what is there to say? One dollar into it. 365. Yeah, just do it, honestly. It's, Even if it's you're like, absolutely it, insane. Uh, th that is the best promo out there. Uh, bar none, they have brought this. They've done this before, then they took it away. It is back, probably because Kentucky is a new state. They wanted to do it. So uh, your time is kind of limited. You can put in 10 bucks if you want and bet a dollar, and you're going to win, lose, or draw 365 in bonus bets. It's a fantastic offer. The link is below. You got to be 21 plus, 18 in Kentucky. Terms and conditions apply. If you have a gambling problem, call 100 Gambler. But I'm telling you, that is as lucrative of an offer as you are going to get. And it's really, really exciting stuff. 
Yeah, now. and also let me Please. throw out bet three six five Ludwig. If you're going to go bet him, you're getting twelve to one over at bet three sixty five. If you bet, if you deposit the ten bucks, you're going to get three hundred sixty five in bonus bets that you could instantly be utilizing at the best number on. You know, I think we would all agree the most talented player in the field. No. Uh, what whether or not he's going to end up being the guy this week? Uh, again, for me, it's more of a price thing in DFS, but. If I had bet 365 in my state, I would be utilizing this promo instantly and I would be betting on Ludwig instantly at that kind of a number. Yeah, this is not some rinky dink book. Bet 365 is one of the fa- like they know what they're doing. This is Davis Thompson book. 40 to 1 best available. Yeah. No- well, there's a 45 to 1 at points bet. That would be fun. But Davis Thompson, pretty easy to get exposure to him there too at 40 to 1. I'd be firing that up too. Make sure you're shopping and and bed 365 is again, oddshopper.com can always help you shop, Uh, but just shout out to them. All right. 6k range. We get to find three cheap. This is where it's going to get fun. I have my favorite play of the entire tournament in this range. All right. I mean, come on. You got to lead us off then. Show me the way. Can I interest you? Can I interest you in a 0.1% owned Kelly Craft? Kelly Craft, dear guy. 34th at the Wyndham, 25th at the Fortinet, making making gobs of birdies, had 15 birdies and an eagle with seven bogeys and a double that suppressed some of his output there. From a DraftKings perspective, that is phenomenal kind of stuff. And I think he's a lot better. So Kelly Craft was more of a noted amateur back in the day. Uh, again, these guys that I used to play against, I just kind of have like a, a little bit of a thing for him, I suppose. But this guy rolls the rock better than just about anybody that I've ever played with. And you're talking about him being positive with the approach now in two straight. Positive with the putter in five of six. 40th at the Barbasol, 33rd at the Wyndham, 25th at the Fortinet. That's pretty decent made cut equity. And it's the kind of guy who I think has kind of a built-in floor if he gets through that cut, because it just seems like he's going to make birdies in these type of events. It's just a question of if he can neutralize some of the bogeys and doubles that have kind of bit him uh, in some of the weaker field events. 16th at the Corrales Punta Cana as well. 11th at the 3M going back to last season. 13th at the RBC Canadian Open, where again, if, if off the tee is not going to matter as much, he's been positive in three straight with that as well. Generally was horrible over the summer with it, but Kelly Craft is my favorite individual play at ownership and also just what he's allowed or what he's able to get me this week. He's in my main build. Fascinating. Did not in a million years think that you would go there, but you again, you make the case. You obviously don't need a lot of exposure to these guys. Going to be virtually unowned. I'm going to one of my boys who's not playing great golf, but that's why he's in the 6K range. This guy, he's a winner on tour. One at RSM. Tyler Duncan. T-Dunks. Oh, uh, Duncan he donuts. played all right at Fortinet. He did not make the cut, but the, the numbers weren't terrible. He lost four strokes putting before that. He had made four or five cuts. I look at his history at Sanderson farms, four missed cuts and a 14th. That sounds terrible. <laughs> What's the problem? He lost strokes putting in all four of those missed cuts. Now, can he flip Bermuda splits randomly? He's going to have to need to, he's not a good Bermuda cutter. I'll be the first to admit it but he is a good ball striker. He is super reliable off the tee. He's gained seven straight tournaments off the tee. I think that Tyler Duncan can get you a made cut. And I know that Tyler Duncan, when the putter cooperates, is better than most in this range. Give me him as one of my pay down options this week. Oh, honey. That's 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 fun. He that's dunks. a fun one. I love that guy. 
yeah, he he's fun. I I can't possibly click on Ryan Moore this week, but Will Gordon, I, I think him. I can click on. I think I can get to him. Uh, just basically a pure out ball striking play. You're talking about Tyler Duncan, who off the tee, that's going to be his forte. Not necessarily the best putter. Will Gordon sitting there at 6,900 kind of fits the mold of that same type of dude. I'm not sure that there's a ton else that I'm in love with. Again, I'm kind of attaching myself to Kelly Craft. What could possibly go wrong? Um, but I'm I'm definitely feeling some of these upper six guys. I think Russell Knox has a decent enough chance to be there. This is probably the range that I had the toughest time with, mainly because I do think a lot of people are going to end up clicking on Harry Hall at that identical number. I just strongly prefer Will Gordon based on what I think they're going to be going forward. Yeah, I, and again, I, I think that that's kind of what you have to, I don't want to say anticipate, but that, that's part of what we're doing in this range is just trying to infer what we got going on. I'm going to make a case for Marty Dew, uh, yes. who's another guy that Z Chang. Yeah. You know, again, the, the results haven't been good, but he pops randomly. Fifth at Byron Nelson, 17th at Rocket Mortgage. Stats all over the place. It's the putter that's let him down. Five straight bleeding with that putter. It's Bermuda. Another guy. These are bad Bermuda putters that I'm banking can just flip on fast screens. If he can do that, He's gained in six of seven on the approach. That's what I'm looking for with my pay down options. So I look at a guy like Marty do. I think he's got better ball striking than a lot of this range. Now, if he can't put at all, he's going to just wash away and be missed another miscut here. But I'm willing to take that risk on, on a handful of lineups just because I know I don't need a ton of exposure to a guy this low owned. Totally with it. Totally with it. I, I think that you can make a case for for this guy being just more of an unknown than yeah, everybody exactly. else here as well. And I, I kind of am willing to embrace that made three of his last four cuts on tour as well. Um, the glasses always throw me off the glasses. He, are, are, he's are a, he's a character. I like this guy though. Yeah. Uh, maybe we need to get the glasses narrative for him and Akshay. I think they might make a, yeah. that would be a fun two man team the Zurich uh, over at the Zurich. Yeah. Let's, let's fire that one up for four ball. That'll be fun. Last one for me is Patton Kazire, purely because you're looking at the Bermuda. You're looking at somebody that just has more name recognition, which generally means that they're better. I mean, Ryan Moore, Russell Knox, Jimmy Walker is an actual major champion. So maybe that's not the best way of looking at it. But I mean, there's not a whole lot else I'm trying to force in. I don't have a ton of exposure sub 7K outside of, of course, Kelly Craft. Why would you? Why would you possibly fade him? But rather than smother me timbers or, you know, Ben Martin, who I think you can make a decent enough case for as well. Upper six is I think Patton Kazire. He's a fine guy to kind of mix in as well. Yeah. And that's what you're doing in this range. Just looking for flyers. Ben Martin is another one for me. If you wanted to go that route, uh, which I think is completely fine, but you don't need as many players in this bottom range. I think it's time to build a lineup. What do you say? Let's Jordan do it. Klein, what do you say? You want to build 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 a lineup for the people? Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Again, as I mentioned, we got a lot going on here at Stochastic. We hope you're around for this channel. Hit that like button. Subscribe to this channel if you want to be part of this community. Again, it, it really helps us out. We hope we're providing you know, everything you need to be successful, no matter what type of, you know, whether it's DFS or over on Odd Chopper for betting. That's what we're about here. And let us know. Let us know. We're always looking for new angles. But Let's build a lineup. What do you say? Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I will go first. Okay. I'll go first. I'm just going to, 
Because, I mean, I, we're not going to agree on a 10K guy. We're just, I, I feel like, you know, we, we're both in in our separate camps there. I'm going to be on the Cole side. You're going to be on the Griot side. I think maybe we're both a little bit on the Jaeger side of things. Yeah. But we're both on the Bo Hostler side. 9,200, click. This this man has pulled up the NFL slate, which is, is wild times. You got Jalen Hurts in our golf lineup, my friend. Uh, as much as I would like to play him, because I do think <laughs> that that matchup with the Rams is kind of interesting. Let's go. Oh, oh yeah. Mahomes against Minnesota. How could Mahomes. you ever fade? Stop you got it. those Bermuda splits. All right. Once again, got the Derv splits. Not nominate. Who'd you put in first? Oh, Bo, Bo Hostler, of course. Beautiful. Also, let's I, talk NFL. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Uh, I'm actually going to put in Jaeger for us. Oh, at 10-4. I, look at that. You know, we'll, we'll split the difference. Uh, we both like a couple guys ahead of him, but I'm fine getting a one-two punch like that. And again, let's just see what we can do. If we put in Jaeger at 10-4, that's a, that's a nice spot. It's a nice one-two combo. We still have plenty of salary left. Did you not talk about Bazadenhood at all, by the I way? Didn't. I didn't. I used wild. my South African equity on Higo and EVR. Okay. You could put in Bez, you know. Me. No, 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 no. I was just more like surprised that we went through a show. I'm trying to grow for the swing person. season. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he's uh, he's good at the putting thing. Uh, the other things I, I think are a little bit in question from time to time. I'm going to click on Brandon Wu, one of my guys. Him and Dylan Wu sitting at the identical numbers. Uh, make sure you click on the right one, although I both think that they're in play this week. I think you could make a case coming off of Dylan Wu's T5 at the 3M, 51st at the Wyndham, but uh, Brandon Wu in these kind of events, he's been a, a staple of mine where I think he has legit win equity in the mid-7s, so Brandon Wu. No problem with him. Fits a ton of different builds. I'm going to I'm gonna pair Grayson Sig right with him. He's right below okay. him in the pricing. He's 7,500. I just think that his ability to kind of just get through, uh, you know, he just he's producing. He's giving you top 20 equity. I think that continues this week. So give me Grayson Sig as our fourth man in. All right. We're at uh, 7,650. Hmm, 7, I mean, this is like a perfect situation to go uh to go mr craft mr thompson for me but i will get away from that simply for the fact that like i don't want to you know i want to get invited back on the show again by you at some point in time let's go we didn't talk about carson young at all i think he's a decent enough target down here in the lower sevens as well sam bennett going to be a guy i click on there at 7200 but I think EVR 7,400, that just has to be clicked on. He's, he's somebody we're both on this week. Um, I like when we kind of have like-mindedness about some of these players, seems like come swing season, especially when we see something EVR starting perhaps the, the, the path back to being a competitive golfer, because that's not what he's been for the last year and a half, but EVR has more talent than just about everybody else in this range here. Rah, rah for Sky Yuma. I can do it. I get it. Uh, I mean, you set me up with just, I mean, what are you doing to the me? world? Gary Alex Noren and Lynn time both fit perfectly. Oh, there it is. 7,900. Yeah. That's where you yeah. go. Yeah. So, we, so pick, pick, pick your favorite lover. Yeah. I, I go to Noren, leave a hundred bucks on the table. Um, what, what's there to say? You have so many great options. You mentioned, uh, if you didn't go EVR and you put Kelly Craft in there, that gives you the mid eights. I think Sam Ryder would fit perfectly with him, who was a guy mm-hmm. I really liked. A lot of 2v2 possibilities 
but I always love building these lineups and seeing how they look again, just so many ways to get different, but we got one last thing to do before we bounce on out of here. We're going to do it every single week. Do you have a hot take for the people for Sanderson farms? Hit me. What do you got? Kelly craft top 20. I mean, I've, I've now kind of made it pretty clear that again, this was a very, very talented amateur once upon a time fallen on hard times, but he is showing signs. And I would say out of anybody sub seven K not recent form, but uh, definitely the best last three tournaments in terms of performance out of everybody else there and getting absolutely zero ownership. And then from a betting perspective, top 20, that's something to be looking at. I like it. Kelly craft, definitely not going to be popular. I think I gave this hot take at Fortinet, so I'm just going to run it back. Don't think it did anything of value. <laughs> a South African is oh my coming God. in the top five. Let's go. EDR. There's the Bez. There's the Bez love. Bez. Higo. I don't know if Fratelli's here, but if he is, he would qualify. Um, I don't know any other South. NJ Defu, I think, is here. There's another one. One of these guys is going to make a move. I think EVR and Higo particularly are really, really good plays here. I'm going to live a little during swing season with my South Africans. Here we go. Put it on the board. But thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. It's a fun time. I know football and everything else is dominating, but we have a a blast breaking down these swing season events, and we're going to keep doing it. Tell your friends. Make sure you you take advantage of everything going on from Owner's Box to Bet365 and follow us. We've got a lot of great content coming out on Stochastic and Odd Chopper. For me, for Eric, and for the third member of the team, Jordan Klein, who makes this show go, filling in all those graphics. It is appreciated. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. Good luck at Sanderson Farms. We'll be back next week talking more PGA here at Stochastic. Yeah, for Kelly, 6,100. Let's go. Disgusting. (laughs) Oh, bad. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.